This episode of Chat Grab on Cheap Hops is brought to you by zenpop.jp. Use the link in our description for $5 off your next order by using the code GRAPPLE. This episode is also brought to you in partnership with thebubblepanda.com. Bubble tea at home using their boxes that you can get off their website from bubblepanda.com. And welcome back to another episode of Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops. Did you miss us? Of course I did. It is me, JB, with the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts. Damn Chris right. Bro. Nice one, bruv. Nice one. How are you? How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm gassed. Uh, it was my birthday last week. My sister got me a new little uh, notebook for the show. God bless Chris's sister because you know what I mean. Notebook. Yeah, it was wrapped up in that wrapping paper as well. She got me a Christmas jumper as well with a certain wrestling superstar on it, which will be coming out around Christmas time. I shall oh, be wearing man. it. Cannot wait. Let's, uh, Trust me, guest. But I see, I see you're wearing a beautiful hoodie as well. Of, of course, repping the Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast um, hoodie. I've been wearing it on the tube as well. Oh, a man's rocking the beanie. As you can see, for those that are watching on YouTube, there's a beanie. There you go. Official merch, fam. Official merch. Send us a message if you like it, if you want it. I'm going to take it off because it's quite warm in here. If you want it, we'll give it ya. Yeah? And the merch. <laughs> now, there's, there's, a, there's a reference that not many people will get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, what do you want, son? <laughs> Got no fans. Yeah. <laughs> Got no grands. <laughs> anyway. Um, for those that are watching and not listening, you can see, possibly see on the T-shirt, I'm repping a different podcast today. And I should be wearing our own merch, really, shouldn't I? But, but big up Bishop all day long. AFD, bro. All fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast T-shirt, which is a very, very comfortable t-shirt i will say that but yeah here we are um for those of you that have missed us doing this it is a review there is no interview today we are you know we're just we're just gonna chill we're gonna we're gonna chat we're gonna have some fun and if you're new to this slap chris's bell slap my bell have a look through our archives we have got Something like 40 episodes or something of, you know, various bits and bobs. Oh, he's flexing his mug there as well. Chat Grapple and Cheap Pots podcast mug um, with the artwork provided by the amazing Tyrant Tales. Um, yeah, we've got we've got content coming out the fucking wazoo, mate. We've got um, amazing interviews with people like Santino Morella, Duke the Dumpster Drosy, Chris Hamrick, Sonny Ono, um, Alex Wright. Um, you know, uh, Kiwi, you know, mm. uh, Dean Ayas, you know, we've got fucking interviews up the wazoo. We have got um, untold reviews going back to our very first review, which was Survivor Series, the first ever one. 
Oh, damn, yeah. Survivor Series. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah, man. We, yeah. So that was the first ever Survivor Series. We, that was our first ever episode going back. So these are... You can watch these episodes, listen to these episodes whenever you want. They are timeless. Um, we've also got an end-of-year review show. We've got other bits and bobs on there. Yeah, that's right. We've got some hangouts, too. There was one with Bishop that we did yeah. a little while back, which was, you know... I mean, it was like two and a half hours long, but it was hell a lot of fun. Yeah, man, it was good. We got, you know, we got the one on uh, his channel, the WrestleMania one. Um, you know, so we're fucking, we're, we're, we're rocking out with our cocks out. You know what I mean? So oh, absolutely. Uh, just wanted to also shout out our sponsors again, zenpop.jp. Um, get your Zenpop boxes. You can get your ramen boxes, get your sweetie boxes, get your mix of ramen and sweetie boxes. You can get your stationary boxes. You can get the whole fucking deal. Um, get on there and use our, the link in our description. Use the promo code GRAPPLE for $5 off. That is $5 off. And also a shout out to the amazing bubblepanda.com. I'm here with my freshly made bubble tea from the bubble panda you can see right there this one is the peach and raspberry fruit tea so it's peach syrup with raspberry bubbles and let me tell you something mm -mm -mm. fuck slapping snapping into a slim gym slurp on a bubble panda baby that's the shit right there easy to make um you know do it at home Nice um, variation of drinks. You've got uh, fruit boxes. You've got milk tea boxes. You've got a mix between the two. Obviously, coming up to Halloween, they've got a Halloween box coming out right now. So, yeah, man, we just do, you know what I mean? We're just repping our partners. We And we thank them. Oh, absolutely. We do thank them for being along for the ride for however right. long it takes. Um, it takes us. Thank you so much for them to be for sticking with us. Thank you to everyone that watched, liked, did whatever you did for the last episode. It was Kiwi, it was an interview, and it was fucking epic, if I may say so myself. The man was as real as it gets when it comes to, you know, shooting, and holy shit, he shoots on people in this fucking show that we're talking about. Oh, he fucking does, man. <laughs> like, and to quote, you know, he, he was there. That's a fucking shoot, kid. You know, he was... He, he didn't, he, you know, he shoots from the hip. Shout out to Alan Kwee Funk all day long. Uh, top guy. Nice bloke to chat to. Um, you know, just good, good stuff, man. And, and we got some real, if you haven't listened to the interview, go back and listen to the interview right now. We have got some juicy bits in there. Fucking juicy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Some juicy bits, including people on this show, including, you know, people involved in the main event of this show. People in you know, a gentleman in another tag match on this show. These are all people that are very relevant to what we talk about every week. Yeah. And Alan gave us some gold. And he oh, pure gold. Maybe even dropped a few controversial, controversial, tough for me to say. Yeah. Um, you know, droplets in there as well. Oh mate, he was he, fucking he pissed in the tea. Uh, he fucking yeah, we he was spit fuck spilling the tea, pissed in the tea. He fucking he went in, you know, because but but it's good in, in this day and age of the internet. I still find it amazing how two jabronis from Hertfordshire can be talking to amazing people in the wrestling business like we are. And we love it. You know, we do it strictly for the love. You know, we ain't getting paid for this shit. You know, we've got partners that we work with or whatever, but we ain't getting paid for this shit. We're just doing it for the love. 
know right. we uh yeah we literally do it for all the love um and we keep doing it we're not gonna stop we ain't gonna stop which is why we are the number one wrestling podcast in Hertfordshire. We and we do have a wrestling show coming up, Jordan. <laughs> there is a show. There is a show coming up this month in Hertfordshire. Yep. We cannot wait. We are super excited. We just man, it's, it's live wrestling. Live wrestling, man. Smelling the sweat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hearing the screams of a young child in the front row. Um, you know, foam fingers, bruv. Foam fingers. Um, also. It's pretty much a given with these British shows. The raffle. You know, it's the raffle. Um, hopefully we can win. We'll be in with luck. And there's uh, a lot of the time there's meets and greets at the end as well. You pay like a fiver or something. You get a little pack with a little, you know, uh, autograph card where you can go and meet the dudes. We'll obviously have the camera and we will be annoying. We'll have the camera. Yes, we will have the camera. We'll, we'll be, will yeah. Have we'll the be, merch on. We will that's it, bro. Like a couple of jabronis we are, but that but we love it we don't give a shit that's what we're here for mate and um ju- just quickly though bro uh want to wish a happy birthday to uh mr tony khan whose birthday it was yesterday <laughs> so, happy birthday tony yeah happy um, birthday tony you've got a big, you know I mean? big tone um yeah happy birthday. have one on us um yeah couple of jars yeah Oh, got a couple it, of lines. It seems like you might have had a couple of jars when you the way you were tweeting this weekend. But <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, happy birthday, Tony Khan. Um, I mean, obviously there are pictures circulating on the internet with Chris with Tony Khan. Um, obviously, top buds, top guys, top buds, bud. We went out this weekend. Do you know what I mean? Had a good one. I heard he shared his Booker of the Year trophy with you. Is that right? No, he just let me hold it. Um. He let me hold it. Tried to give me a Fulham shirt. Told him to fuck off. Um, there you yeah, go. no, you it was good. It, you heard it here. Tony can't let Chris hold it. Now use your <laughs> imagination. <laughs> a good time was had by all at the end of the day. What a birthday treat. Yeah. <laughs> this shocking innuendo aside, um, is it time? Is it time to get in the old... Uh, DeLorean. As always, we put the key in the DeLorean. It start, it takes a couple of jerks to get going. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's me talking about Tony Khan again. <laughs> let's let's start it up. Let's hit 88. Let's grab an old timey iron brew. Get your packet of opal fruits on the go because we get are your packet back. of opal fruits out. Yeah, we're going back to 1997. You've got opal fruits. I don't know where he found them. In the back of the DeLorean, mate. You know what I mean? It must have been in the back of the DeLorean. <laughs> because we are heading to September 97. It is the middle of September. It's still kind of warm. We are yep. in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. What else is there to say? Because I don't know anything about that place. All I know is that we are at, and this is a fucking mouthful, we are at the Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum. In, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, baby. It is the 14th. It is a huge crowd for what I would assume is a small town. Um, yeah. 11,939. Now, is there that many people in Winston-Salem? Or did they all travel from the bigger cities? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, packed packed house, though. I mean, horseman country, bro. North oh, Carolina. Hell, man. Yeah. Horseman country. Fuck, man, they are over. But before we talk about all of that stuff, let's get let's let's do the numbers. Let's do the shit like that. 
It is the lowest bought pay-per-view since sold out. Sold out 97, the one that we watched and told everybody how fucking shit it was. 195,000 buys. Yikes. Yikes. I mean, Halloween Havoc, the next month, that's 405,000. Now, is it because it's a Hogan free pay-per-view? There's there's no Hogan. Uh, Goldberg was was debuted about three months before. There's no Goldberg. There's no Sting. Nope. No Um, Piper. There's not yet no Piper. Bret Hart would be signed in about two months' time. Oh, Brett's, Brett's still working WWF shows. Here, yeah. So, yeah. And so he, he finished in November 97. No so, Mysterio. Huh? No Mysterio. No Mysterio. No. Um, you know, yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a weird it's a weird one. But nevertheless, not a particular, you know, there are good matches through this card. For yeah, sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was lacking stars. It just it, oh, no. you didn't click. I mean, war games must not have been the selling point because it is, it's a full brawl, it's a war games, it's the peak of NWO and WCW. It's the main event will be an NWO horseman war games match. And it is all based around the parody that got legitimate heat. Yeah. The uh, Arn Anderson retirement parody, which is which actually opens up the show. They do they show the clip of that. Yeah, it is relevant. We're not just skipping to the main event. It is the Arn parody. The Arn parody where Arn retires. He passes the torch. He gives his spot, and that is the word they use. Spot uh, to Kurt Hennig, and Kurt, you know, accepts it. And then next week on Nitro, Kevin Nash. Six or Waltman, uh, Conan and Buff Bagger all come out dressed as horsemen with beer bellies and neck braces. Yeah, it's it's, I mean, it's not even that good to be honest. I mean, um, what were, were there a, a Degeneration X one where they around the same time where they or was it later? That was much later, it was in '98. Yeah, they did the nation where someone ends up doing blackface, but yeah, try not to talk about it. Yeah, um, yeah. The parody isn't that funny. No, but I mean, yeah. who, who did it get heat with specifically? On Rick. Um, I can't imagine if Mongo and Benoit... I mean, Mongo and Benoit might have just followed suit. Who knows? But yeah, Oops. Arn and Rick were very, what really disappointed because they also... like I think Flair's book might bring this in. He goes, why wouldn't we just go out there and destroy this? He's going to leave us in the back to act like, sit there like a bunch of dicks. Who booked it, bruv? Surely Flair was no. on the booking. No, no, it? no, not in 97. This is, a, this is an Eric Sullivan, possibly Hogan, possibly, uh, yeah, that sort of ilk. But Flair's not on the booking team at this point. Hogan's, Hogan's still salty about 92. That doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> He's still working salty working about... this show doesn't work for him either. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We have a bit of a rotating commentary booth for the evening. Uh, Tony Schiavone and, and Bobby Heenan are your mainstays. And then at times we switch it out with Mike Tanay, who is a great commentator. Yeah. And I've got to be honest, I forgot how good Larry Zabisco can be. Yeah, he was he was definitely good, good uh really good on, on the commentary. A few hiccups, but yeah, really good. Um but yeah, we'll start with Tony Bobby and Mike. 
to get us going because our first match of the evening is a is a fucking stormer. Great match. <laughs> the cruiserweight title's on the line, and it is Eddie Guerrero against Chris Jericho. Now, this is this is a fucking treat. Let's be honest. Like, it's two guys in their prime who, I mean, God rest his soul, Eddie, he would have gone on to be, you know, greatest of all time, possibly. Chris Jericho, who is still relevant today, relevant. I'm not saying he's brilliant right now, but he's relevant and he does <clears throat> he does a lot of things. This, it's, sorry, man. This was this was the new. This was a different Guerrero as well because we'd had the kind of smiley baby face Guerrero, um, and then you know this is like a Mina. He'd injured himself. He'd come back. He was Mina. He was ripped. He's not Ico Pro Jack Award. <laughs> Winning material, well, he could have been. He could have been in a third or fourth. I think he's, he spot. could be yeah. third. Yeah, for sure, third or fourth spot. But um, this was a meaner Eddie Guerrero, um, but still a bit of a chicken shit heel. Um, Chris Jericho. <laughs> now we he was the lion heart at this point. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And when I was watching it on the network, they played the uh, Walls of Jericho. Yeah, for some reason they put that music on a lot of the uh, network stuff for Jericho. I don't know why. It's a weird because one. I was I was watching <laughs> it and I was like, hold on a minute, this is not his music for at least another two years. Yeah, yeah, two, at least another two years. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I maybe know. it's just WWE. They didn't want to pay royalties to probably Jimmy Hart or, who, or whoever <laughs> made the music. But that wouldn't that wouldn't make a lot of sense because Jimmy pretty much wrote every other fucking song on the show. Uh, that's true, yeah. I'll tell you what theme, I, it's still to this day like, fucking hell, Jimmy Hart done that. The um, the red and black um, NWO, one. yeah, the Wolfpack one, like, it's sick. You know, doom, 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 doom. We haven't come across that yet, really, have we? Not yet, no. We, uh, no, true, true. Um, Eddie sucks. Eddie's like over as a heel almost immediately. He complains so casually about his hair being pulled in the lockup. It's fucking brilliant. Beautiful. I'm, I'm gone already. Like that's it. I've seen him do that, and I'm like, I'm in for a great, great match here. Like, it doesn't matter what else he does after this. And yeah, the the casual just walking over to the ref saying he's pulling my hair, mate. Like, yeah. Come on. Have a word. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. The double slash reversal of the uh, Mahi Stroll cradle. I fucking loved it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Like, this is a, a beautiful wrestling match, man. It was. It's not the first on this show either. Nah. Well, not the last, sorry. Not last, yeah. yeah. It's it's just great stuff. Um, You know, you've got Eddie pretty much in his prime or at least get on his way to his prime. He, he's really close. You know, you've got Chris Jericho fucking wrestling his boots off. It's like great, great stuff. You've got Bobby Heenan calling uh, Hurricane Rana a Hulican Rana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and today Bobby, goes, that's close enough. Bobby also explains that they didn't always need high flying. And that was sort of the telltale of this match. It wasn't, you know, you weren't all over the place. It wasn't high intensity, you know, flips and slips and jumps and bumps. You know, it was. Yeah. It was wrestling. It was, you know, it was fucking crisp. Like it was, it was good. 
no wasted movements. I don't know how much more I can gush about this. You know, they both end up using the gory special. Reversals yeah. of the gory special was just amazing. Yeah. Um, there, there's a nice bit where um, Eddie goes for a leapfrog and then Jericho just literally throws him up in the air and he garrots himself on the on the top rope. Fucking brilliant stuff. It is. It's... Man, like the, the amount of air Eddie got on the release German suplex as well. I did laugh a little bit because he went fucking flying. Oh, it was, it was great shit. You know, but these two guys are buddies as well. So they're literally just going all in on it's each other. It's literally two guys hanging out in front of a crowd. It's, but again, they're so good at it. It makes you wonder what's happening in the world when you see so many botches on today's stuff. It, yeah, I, I don't want to de- don't want to take a deep dive into that, but I will later. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, but but I I agree. It's like you you know, there is a big, there is a big difference now. The golf is huge. Yeah, and what we see today. I mean, there's another match on this card that is just fucking amazing. It is just oh, lovely. Um, and we'll get to that. And I think you know oh, which yeah. one. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, these, these matches, these curtain jerk matches, yeah. as um was coined by uh Wee Funk in our last in- interview. Yeah. Um, you know, th- these matches often would blow the roof off the place. Matches like this today would be, I mean, let's be honest, if they're on one show, they'd be five stars. If they're on another show, they'd be three and a half stars. If some idiot with a star rating was trying to push his agenda. But we move on from that because what's the point? He's a fucking idiot. Like, you know, why why do we why do we waste our breath? That's Uh, sorry, it was Tony's birthday. It was Booker of the Year's birthday. Um, <laughs> Eddie almost spikes himself on a superplex in a, in a way to reverse it that he would land on Jericho, but he almost lands on his head and neck, and it looked fucking gnarly. Is that just before the end of the match? Just before the finish, yeah. Well, there, there's another bit here that, that you're missing a couple of bits that I wanted to talk about. There was a fucking, there was a spot where uh, Eddie gets chucked on the top rope and he's like, you know, you know when they ride the top rope on his fucking bollocks and he's oh, shaking yeah. it. And he's actually doing like the, like he's riding a Bronco, he like puts yeah. his hand <laughs> in the air. Like, oh, it's just fantastic. Giving it the old yeehaw. And there's an apron spot, a really crazy, like, Supposed to be a power bomb to the outside. Then Eddie holds onto the ropes, throws Jericho out, and then ends up falling off himself and landing on him on the barrier. It yeah. is just, it's good shit, bro. It's just, it, that's some good shit. Um, you know, so it's just, oh, give me, give me this over QT Marshall and the Giant any day. Oh no, but that was that was a well planned story, apparently. <laughs> Sorry, he's not the giant, he's Paul Wright. But yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, like we said, Eddie almost spikes himself on the superplex, but Jericho's the one that seems to take the brunt of it because he's in position and Eddie goes up for a frog splash. A beautiful frog splash, by the way, and clean finish. And I love it. Clean finish. That's what matches need. 
We all we all love a clean finish, bro. We all love a. You know what I mean? Yes, we do. <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> well, you like a dirty finish. <laughs> That's something I would I would dare you to explain, but hell, we could we could get cancelled off our own shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cancel the uncancelable. Is that if that's a thing? Fuck it, yeah, that's a thing now. It's that's funny. a thing now. Yeah. And uh, we've got a new champion, baby. Oh, yeah, new Cruiserweight champion, Eddie Guerrero. He goes into Halloween Havoc 97 as champion. We all know it. We've all seen that match that comes up. Fuck, that is a good match. Um, that, Sorry, I'm thinking ahead. We should No, it, I remember it's, almost, it's almost Halloween. But, yeah, it is. <laughs> we move on because WCWWrestling.com is plugging itself i guess um world championship wrestling wrestling.com yes i did think of that when i saw it world championship wrestling wrestling.com um yeah this is 97 bro the uh the internet guy whoever's there is with jeff jarrett asking the question and jeff looks fucking thrilled to be there oh he's cool he's healing it up. oh man alive right like we're gonna get on with this or what <sighs> it's <laughs> good like can i get the fuck out of here i've got to work man yeah, <laughs> and yeah, uh, Larry Zabisco joins the booth. Uh, uh, Harlem Heat are up next in a tag team match. They are with Jacqueline, and they are taking on Chris's favorite tag team, the Steiner Brothers. And they are with Ted DiBiase. And let's just do it now because it's already over. He yeah. walked out. He walked out of gorilla position into the arena and flexed one arm, and that was like, "Fuck it, you win. You win." Um, so, yeah, our ICO Pro Award winner this week is Scott Steiner. Of course it is. <laughs> he's the patron of the fucking award, you know? He's he is, partly he is the a first of... ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, first, first ballot Hall of Famer all day long, bro. He's the first jockstrap on the wall, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I was annoyed. One tiny bit of production amiss there. They were busy scanning the crowd for some J-Bros flexing when they missed um, his Harlem Heat's pyro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's the main part of their entrance, Harlem Heat, the fire and all that. And right. you miss it because you're looking at some idiot going, full life, full life, full life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, that was, uh, that was quite funny. I did laugh. Um, and yeah, this is a weird one. This match, it, it starts strong and gets a little disjointed for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, for me, it's not a great match. Um, you know, there's a couple of good spots in it. Um, starting off with Rick Steiner gnawing the bottom rope. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> like a dog. Um, you know, it's uh, Scott Steiner forearming. Um, uh, it wasn't Booker. Stevie. It was, yeah, it was Stevie Ray. Um like literally forearming him in the back of the head, like yeah. pretty stiff. Um, there's a well, the combination. Steiners works, the Steiners work snug, you know. That's... Of course they do. Yeah. Fucking snug. Jesus. <laughs> very, very tight. You know what I mean? Like uh, gold member. Fucking tight. Um, the fact the fans do pop for the suplexes and pretty much all the Steiner sort of, you know. The stuff. combination lariat suplex thing, which is oh, brutal yeah. on Stevie Ray's neck. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's not a bad match. Like it was, yeah. You know. I mean, can you see Booker T star quality here? Um, 
at times you can yeah, see it coming through. But I, Stevie Ray, but Stevie Ray as well, bro. But but like we said before previously, you're only ever gonna get um when a tag team breaks up, you're rarely gonna get both of them. Yeah, you, shine. you know, rarely do you get two of them come out and become huge stars. You've always got a Sean and a Marty. Yeah. And that's it shouldn't be the way it is because sometimes, you know, both, you know, Brett and Anvil, you know, shit like that. It's just, it just happens. It shouldn't, but it does. And, you know, what a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two stone. <laughs> Sorry, uh, not Ambrose. What is it you call him now? Uh, yeah, Mox. Yeah. Moxley, Deathmatch champion. Now, oh, man, he is grafting for his money at the minute. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, there's a hot tag to Rick. Um, now this is the one that I saw the missile drop kick whilst uh, on one of the Steiners whilst they're on Stevie Ray's shoulders. I thought, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was sick. Um, yeah, it's like an electric chair slash missile drop kick thing. Yeah, it was on Rick. Yeah, it was pretty, you know, brutal looking. But hell yeah, um, it, again, not the longest match. Um, we do get the old, yeah, the Steiner line German suplex combination. Yeah, for the three count is again, like I said, it's a little disjointed. It tends to trail off outside and stuff like that, but it's not. It's watchable. Yeah, no, it weren't, weren't a bad match. It was all right. Because, I mean, uh, what I reckon is they wanted to rush in, rush through it and get to the back to watch probably, you know, the greatest TV title reign of all time. Yep. Because coming up next, it is Ultimo Dragon, not against Prince Ikea. It's against Alex Wright. Oh, buddy. That's Wonderkin. That's Wonderkin. Um, <laughs> he's our, if, you he's our lad. if you haven't seen it or listened to it, go and check it out. I'll chat with Alex Wright, the man himself. He is... Such a great chat, and he was really forthcoming with some really good shit. It was, and let's fucking blow our own trumpets, yeah? We, Alex has not done an interview for many, many, many years, yeah? Like, many, many years. And even before that one, he'd never done one, like a shoot interview or whatever. He is, he's half English, so we love him for that as well. We love him anyway. Yeah, he but said himself he hadn't spoke English like in like over a year when yeah. he spoke to us. And then we're we're giving it all fuck, you know, bits and bobs and that. And then he spoke German, didn't he, to us as yeah. well? He was like, why don't you understand? Like yeah. I could understand what he said because my German's not too bad. But he said, um, you know, uh, but he, you know, he, he's just a, a top bloke, and we really enjoyed speaking to him and. We weren't just blowing smoke up his ass. Alex Wright is one of the finest workers this business has, has seen. If you want to talk about technical wrestlers in the ring, he is up there with with the fuck with the best. Yeah, without and doubt. You only have to watch what we're about to talk about, because as always, don't take our word for it. Go and watch the show we're talking about, and let us know if we think we're wrong, because. <laughs> There were some sweet moves from the greatest dancer in WCW, better than that Inferno twat. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's it's Alex Wright. It's Ultimo Dragon. What more can you ask for? 
what more can you ask for apart from the fact that it's a world TV championship match and it is a they give them a, a nice amount of time as well, dude. This and was that's it. That's what I was. It's, it's not a fucking sprint. It's not no. spot to spot to spot like we see on the shows that we see yeah. every other week, every week. You know, Wednesdays, Fridays, mainly, but um, mostly. <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah, it's not a sprint. It's something that's allowed to take time, allowed to use holds and use moves. So holds are lost on a lot of wrestling fans today, and it, well, it, it 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 shouldn't bug me, and it doesn't much. But when in the context of this, when I'm talking about this, when you know wrestling fans get itchy feet because someone's put a hold on, like just fucking wait. They're yeah. building something. They're telling a story. They're not gonna just you know have eight people stand outside the ring and wait to be catching some asshole. Who's being reckless and yeah, you know, fucking hell. Here we go. No, here but, we go but, again. Yeah, but it's true, bro, because when you're when you're telling a story, you, you've got to look at it like this: the legitimacy of the sport. And did you notice? Alex Wright, when we were speaking to him, he always referred to wrestling as the sport. Yep, he did. The sport. Yeah. His dad is Steve Wright, one of the greatest as well. Like he, he, in the British wrestling business, in you know, in Europe, everywhere well, he, he went, you he know, up on world of sport, not world of pro wrestling, not world of sports entertainment. It That's was right. Sport. That's right. And yeah, and it, it, you know, he, he, he is a sport. And if you look at, you know, uh, Greco-Roman wrestling or whatever, oh, pro wrestling is like a kind of mix of everything together you know you are going to have people in headlocks you are going to have people on the floor in like modified sleepers and you know different well, is, holds is, and shit like that you know you know this, is brought, this was brought up um earlier on today actually online um can't remember which of the uh it was deep cut at deep cuts wcw who um Oh, about the lockups. Yeah, locking up. Simple start to a match. And how locking up has just changed. It's fallen away. But locking up is an important part of the start of a match. That's how things get going. And it happens later on in this show as well, like locking up. I was going to say, I, I'm glad you said that as well, because there's another match uh, later on in this card yeah. where the, the lockups are just nice there's a couple of them yeah they're yeah there's really some good. really good ones where you've got people proper you know where it looks like people are forcing against each other they're not just like all close up tight to each other for two seconds and it's like right no this is wrestling a nice collar elbow bro yeah a nice collar and elbow type that's how we do it um, <laughs> back to the back to alex Wright and uh oh my dragon alex Wright is your defending champion here he does get a huge chop from Ultimo Dragon, which wakes the crowd up a little bit. Um, sure, point, Alex, I will say that Alex Wright is very, very prone to showboating. He likes to throw those German shapes up one too many times in this match. And he keeps no, I cool. love it. It was brilliant. It's hilarious, yeah. It keeps it's it's great because he does it even just like when you've got Ultimo Dragon on the floor, just about to, he could do a little roll up or whatever, but he's there on top of him, just like... Yeah. You know, um, dancing. Great. 
I mean, and he's getting good heat with it as well. Oh, it's fucking, he's doing it for a point. Apart, purpose, from, you apart know, from a few, a few geezers in the front row who are copying the dance, the rest of them are just booing the shit out of it. Yes, great. There was a few dancers in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. it was good. I've got like, back in the day, we used to spot a few things in the crowd and I spotted something else later on as well. It's a bit weird, but <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, one of those matches where you, you, you can tell there's a strategy involved and there's there's an actual story to the match because Alex Wright is keeping it slow. He's doing his best to keep Dragon grounded because everyone knows that Ultimate Dragon's going to fly. He's going to throw his right. kicks. He's going to do all, all that stuff. There's, there's, a vi- there's a video that I've seen recently, right? And it's funny that you mentioned there's a story to this match. The story to this match is based on both of the wrestlers finishing moves. So Alex Wright's finishing move is the bridge German suplex. Okay. The uh, Ultimo Dragon is, what was his finishing move? Dragon Sleeper. It was the Dragon Sleeper, which actually gets, a, a, it's involved in the finish of this as well. Yes, yes. So in order to, tell the story it's both both wrestlers are trying to do their game plan to get to their finishing move there's a video online that i've recently watched and it was i think it was on the hannibal channel where al snow is doing like um he's doing like a seminar thing he's in the ring and he's talking to these wrestlers and he's talking about how you can build the story of a match based on the two wrestlers finishing moves and this is a classic thing of it because Yes, there's some high spots. You've got an acai mood salt on um, by uh, Dragon on Alex Wright I mean, it's, it's to the outside. It is a beautiful move. You know, it's fucking amazing. You know, um, you know, Alex does an amazing crossbody to the outside. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a drop kick on uh, Dragon as he's coming off the corner by Alex. You know, a, a great move again. Um, I, will, you know, but- I will stop you for just one second because there is a there is a move in there as well which I was not expecting, and it. Took me by surprise <clears throat> because Dragon was behind Alex Wright at this point. And I'm thinking it looked like he was going to throw a kick. And I thought, here comes a super kick. I'm going to be fucking pissed. And it's a jumping back kick. And it is gorgeous. Yeah. It's <laughs> it, amazing. It's not a super kick. And yeah, it, let that be a lesson to any of you throwing super kicks eight times in a match. You don't fucking need them. No, you don't. It's a, a super kick is a fucking finishing move. If you kick someone in the face, they're not supposed to get up after it. No. Anyway. <clears throat> the jumping the, back kick. Yeah, yeah, you know, Ultimo Dragon's got loads of nice kicks on the chest and the back, then the chest and the back, you know, like the way he goes back and forth. Fucking great match, you know, but it, the story of this is, you know, Alex spends a lot of time with uh the ultimo dragon in like a reverse chin lock kind of thing you know yeah yeah it's um it's designed to keep him down and they were obviously given plenty of time for this match because look how it goes and there's no there's no other you know there's no reason for them to be flying around and yeah we just had a cruiserweight match with a bit of flying admittedly not as much as Probably it would have had if it was some lucha guys in there, but there's a bit of flying in this as well. But every now and again, but sporadically, it's not, it not a sprint. No, it's it's for the story. It's when yeah. Ultimo Dragon gets away from the grip of Alex 
and Ultimo Dragon does a, a, a couple of high spots and then ends up getting dragged back down again, you know, yeah. and the finish to this match is fucking lovely. Oh, yeah, because at the point where both look absolutely cream crackered, I think there's, you can see it in Alex's face. He is bright red and he looks like he's puffing and blowing. He's probably still got tons left in the tank and he's putting it on, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it just looks really, it's a good visual. Um, Dragon goes for his dragon sleeper and Alex Wright counters it with a fucking jawbreaker. It's great. It's amazing. It's sold beautifully. Yeah. One German suplex later with a bridge and we have got a free count and still champion. He gets to dance. He is Das Wunderkind. He, that's it. Our bridging, brother. Yeah. I say he's our friend. It, you know, we chatted to him. We chat to him in emails and whatnot. You know, the guy is an absolute legend. He's invited us to Germany to do some bits and bobs in the ring. That which is interesting, yeah. Man, I'd fucking love that, man. I'd love it. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, the guy knows wrestling. He's fantastic. This match is fantastic. Shout out to Ultimo Dragon as well. Oh, yeah. Um, there's another point in the match where um, the dragon just about to get the sleeper on him. And as soon as he puts his hand around him, Alex literally dives for the rope and gets his foot yeah. on the rope straight away. It's like, that's how you tell a story based on finishing moves. That's how you know that that is the move. Like it is the one you yeah. avoid, you want to stay away from. Like, yes. Really good storytelling. And yeah, thankful that we saw that one. It is a fucking great match. And shout out again to uh, Das Wunderkind, Alex Wright. Listen to our interview with him literally from a couple of weeks back. It, fucking great interview. Some great stuff in there. Some golden bits and bobs. Alex is a top chap. So please go back into our archives and listen to that interview because it's fucking banging. So Mean Gene is in front of possibly the cheapest looking backdrop in wrestling history. Yeah, what is it? It's just like a it looks like a broom cupboard. Whatever it is, it looks cheap. It looks hilarious. It's like they're like, oh, this wall needs covering. We'll chuck a couple of blankets over it. Make it look like it's war. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> what what are you saying? What are they trying to do here? Yeah, can we make it look like it's an army base? <laughs> um, yeah, but we spent a lot of money on this hotline. Yeah. <laughs> Because but he's he talks about um them cutting into his uh, his money yeah when he <laughs> when he's trying to talk about the hotline and he gets interrupted by the NWI. So Gene does plug the hotline as he does on pretty much every show we do here. Um, I mean his hotline probably gets more plugs than you know some of our own shit. <laughs> it, yeah, it's true, man. It's like fucking. Uh, he's saying that Arn Anderson will be on the hotline. And then four members of the NWO just come casually bowling past. Uh, you've got uh, Marcus Bag of Dicks Bagwell. Uh, <laughs> I had That's to a get shoot it in kid. one time. That's a shoot kid. That is a shout to Alan Funk. That is uh, his thing. Um, Six, Conan, Kevin Nash, all the guys in the main event come bowling past Gene. And you hear the slightest commotion, almost like a knock at the door. Then they run out like they've done something terrible. Gene, Gene's pretty useless here, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, Kurt Henning, he's down. Yeah. Someone get get someone back here. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Henning is down after that knock at the door. Um, must have been a hell of a strong knock or a breeze or something. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's the commentators are now worried, sick with worry that Kurt Henning won't be able to make the main event. 
They're like, get Doug Dellinger out here. Wow, yeah, I'm uh, I'm already frightened that Doug Dillinger's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, it is a US title number one contenders match. It's not really put up on screen as such, but they mention it on commentary about eight times. Yes. So, and it is possibly the best hair of the show. Yeah, so, uh, I, I really enjoyed this match as well. Je- Jeff Jarrett and his beautiful blonde hair. With uh, the lovely Queen Deborah. That's right. Um, taking on Dean Malenko, Chris's second favorite wrestler. Now, I, to be fair, I've been a bit mean to Malenko over the years, but in this match, he does do a bit of selling and that. It's great. It's, you know, I think maybe I just, we've watched him on a couple of bad days or whatever, but Malenko is a fuck. I mean, you can't, he's <laughs> fucking great, man. You know, he, 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 you know, he can work his ass off. So can Jeff. And just so can Jeff, man. And he even says it during his match. He's like, hey, this, uh, this is a wrestling hole right there. Uh, you know, but the only the only good. problem I have with this match is that it was put in this position because it does start off as another wrestling match. And it's put right like it is a almost a straight sort of wrestling match. It does change. So my point is almost destroyed. But the show pacing for me would have meant you put something with a bit more of a brawl in there anyway. Should have put Scott Norton in the giant. Possibly, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Was, that could have gone anywhere and it was just like a throw. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Jeff Jarrett does a lot of stalling. He made he sends Deborah to the back, which never made sense. And it still doesn't, because when we get to the end, you'll realize it never made sense. Yeah, I, I was trying to think what I reckon, was... I reckon she needed the toilet. Do you reckon? Yeah. She just needed to have a slash. And he's like, go on, fucking... You know, he's, he's trying to sell it like he doesn't need <clears throat> any distractions. Like he doesn't... Yeah. He's trying to sell it like, look, I don't... She'd, need... had, a, she'd had a big lunch. That's right. <laughs> needed to make room. That's right. Because at the... But also, her husband is the US champion... Whoever wins this match is going to end up facing him. That's right. Um, so maybe yeah. it was because, you know, I, but for that reason, you know, didn't want her to be the reason why he won or whatever. Well, I, I don't know, you know. Again, this match does, it's, it's okay. It doesn't really click for me as much. Maybe because we saw the match, or I saw the match before, and I thought, oh, this is starting pretty much the same. I'm like, why would you do this? But it, it it has its it has its moments, obviously, and it is uh, it's it's probably better than I'm giving it credit for. No, I I thought it was a good match, man. I thought it was a, a but like you say, we we'd already had, you know, pretty much on the bounce, you know, three pretty good wrestling matches. You know, Chris Jericho, we had the Harlem Heat Steiner match in between, and then we had the oh, yeah, TV the, the, championship the Harlem match. Heat and Steiner match for me broke up the flow, which you know, gave people time to settle in for another yeah. wrestling match. Like you say, it's. I, I think the reason is because they could have split it up with something else, but then because it followed that TV title match, yeah. um, it, you're kind of like, okay, you know, more wrestling. But I, it was genuinely <laughs> a, a pretty fucking good match, man. I, double, yeah. double J bottling, crotching himself was one of the funniest things I've seen on this show. 
Yeah, he half, half he didn't even he, half do yeah, it, did he, he? He thought about it for a split second and thought, nope. Yep. <laughs> and then just sort of like dove into the ropes without so, getting his knackers caught on the uh so the, I mean double J was only recently in WCW at this point. Oh, that is a good question. Because I for ninety Six? Yeah, because he, he came in and they're selling the story that he wanted to be in the Horseman. He did, yeah. And, you know, the reason why he was doing the strutting and the figure four stuff is because he idolised Ric Flair. But it's like, well, no, he was doing that in WWF, like, for years. He'd been doing it. Um, but... A way to get him get it to, to, to the TV. I don't know. Well, it, I mean, WWF, he had them over a barrel. Because he was the Intercontinental Champion. Oh, this and... was, yeah, this was much later, wasn't it? Because uh, uh, in 99 or 2000, 99, I think it was, he had that match with China, didn't he? Was it 99? Yeah. <clears throat> Where he went back? But then he ended up in WCW again in the 2000, 2001. Yeah, he... Uh, yes, he right, slap nuts. Um, he leaves WCW in late 97. Yeah, yeah. Comes to the WWF as like the NWA North American champion or some shit like that. Right, right. I remember now. Yeah, you're right. 98. Because he's wearing that weird blue, white and orange outfit. And then I think he sticks around until 99 where he loses to China. Yeah, but he, his, his contract was up. up to, yeah. And he had the strap and they wanted him to do a job. Yeah. And he ended up fucking milking them. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you know, and literally, like, you know, he said, look, I'm not doing it unless you pay me, boy. Yeah. And he done it, yeah. They paid him a lot of money for that. So, a great sequence in Near Falls. I will say that. Like, they really do go in headfirst on this. It's brilliantly done. I can't fault it for a second. It's smooth. It's just wonderful. Good, great De- wrestling. Deborah match. does make her way back out. Again, doesn't really do a lot. No, she doesn't really get involved. She nearly gets taken out by a baseball slide. Yeah, so she's there. Um, Jeff wins it with a with a figure four and moves on to his number one contender shot with Mongo, which would happen later on. I can't even remember when it happens, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like I said, it it wasn't my favourite match on this show, but you said yourself like you, you know, you didn't mind it. So no, I mean it wasn't it wasn't my favourite. Obviously, that's Wonderkind uh, regaining, you know, retaining the title was my yeah. favourite match on the show. But it was it was a really good match if you you know watch it with fresh eyes after the other you know wrestling match. Like I say, it was good, but you know it's not a. Uh, your typical Jeff Jarrett match, either. No, no, but not. when you wrestle in Malenko, when in Rome, you know. There was the Malenkos do, yeah. That's exactly it, yeah. bro. The NWO have purchased some time. I did. I did always love those little bits where they said that the NWO have just bought this time. They, you know, we're not giving it to them. They paid for it. Yeah. Um, it is the four guys in the main event. Uh, Buff, Nash, Six, Conan. Uh, they've got a plan. They want to retire the horseman and they end it with uh, it would be an honor of that shit. Like, yeah. you know, their whole parody shtick. Um, 
which I think they thought was more over than it actually was because it really wasn't. No, I mean, fucking, you got Bagwell there, like giving it large. You know, it's for me, it's not yeah, my favorite. Bagwell's had a rough week on our show. Of course he has, you know, but it, it's not my best iteration of the NWO, if I'm honest with you. I mean, weren't the Steiners in the NWO at this point? No. No? Um, no, they no, they weren't. Um, like I said, there were other people in the NWO that probably could have been in this match, like Savage and Hall, but <clears throat> yeah, they weren't. It was maybe that's why the main maybe that's why it didn't sell. Like your main event was Walkman, Bagwell, Conan, and Nash. Like that's not, that's not a main event team. Like well, I'm, I'm sorry, it's just not like you know, Nash is a main eventer, probably. Conan At this is, time, Conan 100%. Isn't. Conan isn't. Yeah. Bagwell. Man, I mean, we, we've spoken about missed opportunity with Bagwell many times. And he was getting over and over and over, like, as as, as buff. And yeah. he just he stagnated pretty hard. And six, Walkman, again, not a main eventer. Best well, I mean, main event he had was with Brett on, like, Raw one time. Like yeah. three or whatever, but yeah, not a main event. I mean, I, I love Sean Walkman. Like, I think he's got some, you know, some good worker in there. Yeah, like, yeah, but, oh. yeah not the main, event. not the main event sort of players you'd expect. But let's move. Let's skip back to um, <clears throat> before we get to the main event to this next match because this tag match is fucking hilarious. It is a fucking. It, it is hilarious. No sense whatsoever. Yeah, because it's two heel teams. Clearly, it is Raph and Mortis with James Vandenberg against the faces of Fear Barbarian and the scariest motherfucker in all of pro wrestling, Maine. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, this is um, this is Raph and Mortis. This is their thing. Uh, Mortis, obviously, you know, played by Chris Canyon. Chris Canyon is mentioned on our show last week by Alan Kiwi Funk and that whole dark side of the ring thing. And it did it did leave us asking questions as to why they spoke to the people they did on that show. Yeah. Alan said himself there were plenty of other people they could have spoke to, plenty of people that lived at Canyon's house. You know, Vandenberg was obviously a great get because they were tight, but wow, the rest of it, I mean, go back and listen to it yourself because Alan... Alan was there. Alan knows. And right. he made very, very good sense on that. It, it, it is, it, it is it's food for thought, for sure. When you watch the Dark Side of the Ring Chris Canyon episode and you see the individuals they have on there talking about him, even we thought when we watched it, what the fuck do these guys know about his career really you know they they literally maybe knew him you know I would like to say we don't know but we've had it confirmed by Alan Kiwi Funk that there were plenty of other people that could have given a lot more information uh he said even DDP was being a little bit holding the bits back bruv you know because but who's DDP dealing with a lot at the moment Yes, we, certain... uh, we did. We did take a slight conspiracy dive on that 
show yeah. um, Dark Side of the Ring, and could it could be justifiably so? I because, think so. Like we said, there were plenty of other people they could have spoke to. They chose not to. They chose to speak to their buddies. Yeah. And that's maybe we should leave it there. Yeah, listen to our interview with yeah, Alan Queenie Funk, and you'll get a better idea. Um. It looked like Barbarian was laying in those body shots a little heavy. Yeah, he was going in, man. He was stiff as, you know, <laughs> stiff as you like. And, and Ming and Rath's brawling, I mean, was, and I've got it here, just greater than Adam Cole Luchasaurus. Because you've seen the slow-mos of those two going at it. I'm sure you've seen the videos and clips online of Adam Cole Luchasaurus, you know. And for those that are listening, I'm waving my arm around very slowly. Um, because they look like shit. Yeah. And Barbarian, not Barbarian, Ming and Wrath looked like they wanted to rip each other's head off. They clearly didn't, but that's what it looked like. And it was, it was damn good. Well, Again. I mean, they, they would have, they would have known each other as well when Wrath was Adam Bomb. Maybe Haku was still around in WWF at that time, was he? No. No, he was gone. Oh, yeah, but still, I mean, we'll get to we'll get to wrath in a minute. But we get to a point in this match where there is a back body drop into a power bomb, and the fans pop for it. Yeah, I mean it's it's fucking mad. Um, the double team from the Faces of Fear look pretty. It's think of demolition when they would go in and double team someone, but think of that amped up maybe a couple of extra points. It's just, it looks vicious. It looks so good. Um, I'm not sure who the baby faces are in this match. No. I'm not sure anyone else was sure. No, I, it, it was it was one yeah. of them ones. Um, Vandenberg crotches Barbarian on the top rope. Yeah. Barbarian clearly saw Jeff Jarrett and thought, no, fuck it, I'm doing it. I'm going in, bro. Yeah. Balls of steel. <laughs> Literally balls of steel, um, and then we get the uh, we get the net breaker sit out powerbomb again, innovative shit. Like it's yeah. really cool. Again, not a long match, but go if you're going to watch watch this and watch the show and see what we're thinking and what see if we're wrong or whatever. Like take take time to watch this one. It it was funny because when the match started. We know that the Mortis character is a twist on Reptile from Mortal Kombat. And when the match started, he was there in the stance like that, like the beginning of Mortal Kombat. He's like, fight, you know, before when they're doing that. So it was, you know, he was he was going in. He was living the gimmick, man. He was was going in. Uh, Wrath is flying around like a cruiserweight at times. He is really, he's... He's putting himself on show. He's on pay-per-view and he's making him, he's showing us why he should be on there. He, he talks, um, he talks about the Canyon dark side of the ring on a recent uh, Hannibal uh, oh, interview. Fuck didn't you to call him like, again, we try not to go back to it, but yeah. Yeah. His tag team partner. Like, yeah. Fucking hell. Um, and now we've already seen the electric chair drop kick. Why not have the electric chair superplex? Yeah, it was mental. Yeah. It was mental. <laughs> Electric chair superplex. And pointless. It was a bit pointless because it looked like it hurt 
Canyon's um, nethers as well. Yeah. He was uh, holding his boys for a bit. Uh, <laughs> maybe a bit too long. It looked like it really. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Pointless, but it looks sick. A hot tag to Ming, who is now clearly the baby face of the match. He is the hero because he does a fucking super fly splash. Yeah. And he even pops the hands for it as well. Brother. Like, yeah, he <laughs> man, I was I was this was a this was a fun match and a good and a, a decent finish because for some reason Vandenberg gets up on the apron again. He gets caught in the tongue and death grip. So does Mortis. Yeah. <laughs> again, the fans are behind me. Yeah, they... maybe they're worried he's gonna kick the shit out of him in the car park. Or pop their eyes out, yeah. If they don't cheer for him, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> But Raf manages to sneak up from behind, hit Ming with what is called the death penalty. That's right. It looked suspiciously like a rock bottom. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a three count. And I mean, yeah, fair play. It was a good, it's a fun little match. It was, wasn't too long. It was action packed. It was full of heavy duty brawling. And for some reason, the big guys were flying around like cruiserweights. Yeah, there was some innovative moves. There was some brawling. There was, you know, it was a bit messy, a bit scrappy, but oh, that was all right, man. It's fun. Wrestling's supposed to be fun. And mean Gene is with the three horsemen. Um, Benoit decides to drag Nash for his amount of gimmicks. Yes, he does, which is funny. Um, I mean, Benoit's I got some funny. bars in this. Um, yeah, he, uh, he, he drags Nash for his gimmicks. Uh, Mongo talks about Armageddon and Apocalypse with what with war games coming and Flair just goes full Flair. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, Flair is brilliant in this as well. He goes full Flair. Yeah. Um, Benoit also talks about uh, Buff. Well, we know what the Buff is stands for or something like that. We know what the Buff is about, yeah. Like, yeah, we know what the Buff is about. Do we? I don't know. Should ask Alan. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he was talking about, you know, um, roids or whatever. I don't know. Buffing things, I don't know. Buff, yeah, well, maybe. We don't know. Right, then. Um, Scott Norton, Scott Flash Norton, giant fucker against <sighs> the giant. Um, the giant gets a nice pop from having no music. Yeah, I mean, I don't see what the fucking point of this match is, though, bro. I've got written right next to a throwaway. It's a throwaway match. And yeah, it is. Um, however, the commentary booth make a very good point as to why nobody would be stepping in or stepping up. But it's like they've outthought the bookers on this. Yeah, but they're saying, why, why is the team the team? Why would you, why would you bring light to this when yeah. the booking team haven't? Yeah. <laughs> Outside. Right. Someone's going to get a bollock in when they get back there. Being too real. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah, that was just something that was going on whilst this match was going on. It was, you know, again, decent lockups. Giant showing superior power over Scott Norton, although Norton looks like he's made out of bricks. Yeah, Norton's beating the shit out of the, uh, the giant, and the giant's yeah. bumping all over the place as well. He's bumping to the outside, off the apron. Um, we do get a low blow in a in this match, which doesn't make any sense. The ref looks at it and goes, no, no, carry on. Yeah, you're right. Crack yeah. on, son. And then um, we get this massive slingshot from Scott Norton on, well, he lifts the giant into the air and 
you know, get catch him on the top rope. And it's like, and the Giants have been packing on the pound since 1996. Yeah. Or 95 even. Like, he's yeah. getting bigger and bigger. And you'll notice that because Kevin Nash dropped him on his head in a few months' time. Yeah, I mean, knife, yeah. It's, it's a couple of years and then he ends up in WWF, WWE. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That's a good show. Um, yeah, it's a good... We should review that one. Out of nowhere, the giant is laying on the floor. He lifts his hand up, starts screaming, I guess, or shouting. And then he holds on to the rope, does this nip up, and he's hulking out. Yeah, he, he, he literally puts his hand in the air like he's going to choke slam someone grabs the rope and then kips up which yeah. looks sick it looks good and then he just he he choke slams Norton yeah. and Yeah. Like, like, oh shit he hopped up and won it um, the best part of it was Bobby the Brain describing the choke slam he uh, says oh it's part esophagus part yeah part this part that uh, uh, then... uh, he, he's like yeah he's got his uh Adam's apple part of grabs his Adam's apple part of esophagus. Yeah. Yeah, it's he good. Press, he pr- press the button for the top floor as he's lifting him up. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Fucking Bobby, man. Great. Yeah. Still got some great moves in him. Like, you know, even in flight, as, even as he's getting bored of it, which, you know, it could yeah. happen. Next up, where are we? We are at DDP and Lex Luger against Randy Savage and Scott Hall with Miss Elizabeth or Liz or whatever you want to call her. Yeah. And fuck me, Larry Zabisco is burying Scott Hall here. Oh, like a fucking... <laughs> it's, it's literally from the word go. He brought his shovel with him for this. Yeah, he's burying the fuck out of him. <laughs> he just... He's saying that Liz has got better muscles than Scott Hall, better calves. And like, he's like, there's an easy way to beat this guy. Yeah. You know? And I think this is where we're going to talk about lockups again. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because the first lockup is great. It's Scott yeah. Hall and... Uh, and Lex. And Lex, yeah. Great lockup, man. Straight, And it is, yeah, a tussle. It's great. Lex, Lex is a close second for our ICO Pro Awards this week. For those of you that are catching up or haven't or decided to skip something, you know, Scott Steiner was the winner. Scott Steiner is always the winner. If he's on the show... He's the winner. Yeah. Um, that's it. Nine times out of ten, unless, you know, there's a the very rare occasion where he doesn't win that he's on the show. Um, something that came to my head, because my mind sometimes trails off and listens to other things. They were talking, Larry says that, you know, they these guys didn't, you know, they came from Savage comes from tradition and shouldn't be aligned with the NWO and all this like and they came to my it's in my head Savage didn't come from tradition Savage was part of a crew with his dad and that that was running rogue shows against Memphis and then turning up in Memphis yeah and ripping the place to shreds yeah so he's yeah. not it's not he's not come from tradition I was just like damn it Larry you're wrong <laughs> yeah god damn it Larry do you see what happens Larry when you fuck a stranger in the ass <laughs> Sorry, quote from one of my favourite films. I forget how well Scott Hall can go. Scott Hall, oh. we we have said this before, that Razor Ramon was fucking great. You know, when people say 
oh, the ladder match at WrestleMania against Shawn Michaels? Was it Shawn just having a match with a ladder? No, painful. man. Fucking no. painful. Yeah, it was fucking Scott Hall can go, man. And Scott Hall had a great match as well against Alex Wright. When he, when he got chucked out the NWO, we spoke about it in our interview with yeah. Alex Wright. You know, he could, Scott Hall can, can work, bro. Like, he, you know, he's, he, he was, he's been brought into the business by Dusty Rhodes. Brought him into the business. Dusty did. Uh, Magnum Scott Hall, right? Yeah, bro. He, so <laughs> he, he came in. You know, Dusty, uh, Dusty Rhodes bought him his first pair of boots. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, he was he was helped by um, uh, Hennig as well, um, Mr. Perfect. Uh, they were good friends. Apparently, Perfect came up with the the whole uh, gimmick as well. The uh, razor, razor, yeah, oh. yeah. Um, but you know, so he, he's he, you know, he's been up and down the roads. Talking about the business in the cars, he knows the psychology of the business. He can work his ass off. He's yeah. very, very good. Scott Hall, he can, you know, despite being buried by Larry Zabisco, he can, yeah. uh, he can go, man. And, and the lock up straight away, you, you know, they're they're telling the story, you know. It's uh yeah, the, it's really good. Hall like gets a gets a real sort of time to shine in this. Uh, crowd are really into DDP. Um, this match takes a weird turn. I will say that. Yeah, it, it, it's the the ending was a bit shit. It was, <laughs> you know, was shit, but the middle part in particular, where Scott Hall decides to stomp Luger between the two rings, yeah, and just keep stomping him in, yeah, like, until you can't see Luger anymore. He's literally lying in between the two rings. Yeah, this was also the match where I saw the thing in the crowd where Luger comes out. And flexing, and in the back, in behind on the hard camera, there's just like nine, eight or nine guys with no shirt on flexing. I thought well, that's weird. It is weird. What, that's what weird. You up to? We're going to be doing that at the wrestling show in uh, this month. Me and you are just going to be flexing front row. I'm going to keep my shirt on. Probably just have my trousers off or something instead. You can leave your hat on. <laughs> do, 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 do. Which one? I've got a couple. <laughs> Sombrero. We've also got some chat grapple and cheap pops uh, trucker caps as well. Yes, uh, I did leave it in on the stairs. The other yeah, well, I haven't got mine around me either, but, but they're very do. cool. This will do. This is fine. Um, <laughs> where were we? Okay. Yeah, so he stomps, he stomps uh, Luger between the two rings. And as you notice, like, you notice that Liz is getting involved. Yeah. He's, Holding Thinking, DDP's yeah. hair and everything. Yeah. I didn't think she was uh thought she was all sweetness and light. What's happened? No, she was uh, her and her and woman together, the gruesome twosome. Yeah. Oh, Too busy good. G-ing up Gene, weren't they? Oh, good memories, man. <laughs> Liz and woman me. with mean gene. Hey. Eh? Giving mean gene the business. Fucking love all that. <laughs> wow. Uh, this match has descended into chaos it's gone to shit oh there's referees getting bumped and knocked yeah, out Hall again making me laugh he cleans out one ref the other ref comes in to check on said ref and scott hall just casually like you know tiptoeing around him to lay another stomp on this oh, yeah amazing he gives a crotch chop as well the old <laughs> suck yeah. it 
over the referee like fucking great stuff. They they tried to ban them from doing that because they thought it was too it wasn't heelish. It was too babyface. What the crotch chopping? Yeah, like the NWO from doing it because it was too yeah, and it was something that was turning up on another show. Yeah. So yeah, they didn't particularly like it, but Hall didn't give a fuck, did he? Yeah, of course not. Um, Larry Zabisco starts going into crazy Larry mode because he has had enough. He's like, someone needs to do something. Someone needs to do something. Oh, bollocks! I'm going to do it. <laughs> Off comes Pretty much it. Now, I'd forgotten how over Larry is. Oh yeah. Across WCW in '97, especially with the stuff with Scott Hall. And the fans are fucking going mental for Larry to get down to the ring and to have it out with Scott Hall. Like he's definitely over in North Carolina. Oh yeah. Um, but again, if you go back and watch any Nitro from '97, the beginning bit where they're focused on the commentary booth, Larry has to take his headset off and take a bow because they're just chanting for him. Yeah. Great. Like, you know, second hour they switch to Heenan and they start calling him a weasel. He gives him a little nod. But yeah, Larry would have to go and quieten the crowd down. <laughs> yeah, give it. It's like basically the the, the version of the English football ch- chant, like Larry gives a wave, Larry, wave. Larry yeah. gives a wave. You know, it's literally that, isn't it? So Larry decides to get up on the apron. He is remonstrating with Scott Hall. There's Hall is, there's there's stuff being chucked in the ring yeah. as well. Hall Loads is begging of stuff. him to get in the ring. Larry's yeah tentative at best. Because he can see Luger climbing from in between the rings. Not, it would have been better if Luger had a bloody face and looked like Vince when he popped up from underneath the ring at WrestleMania 19. But bro, that was pure <laughs> gold moment. You know that gives me a semi on thinking about that moment. <laughs> Cinematography. No, Luger, Luger just, you know, manages to climb up from between the rings. Larry, no, Larry's well ahead of this. He put, he gets a little shove from Hall. He shoves him back into a roll-up. We have Larry, for some reason, dishing out a fast count. Yeah. <laughs> and the fans pop for the three count. And yeah. the WCW commentary team say, yeah, that's it. We make our own rules. You make yours as well. That's it's right. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, the NWO, they're at war, bro. They're at war yes. right now. They say that a lot. They are at war. This is a war. Um, hey, it's a weird match with a weird finish. But because people are so fucking over in the match, you tend to just roll with it. Yeah. That's what happens. It happens a lot in, you know, the attitude era. Someone's so over, it doesn't matter what the fuck happens. You know, they were going to embalm Steve Austin one one week. <laughs> Who? Nobody cared. It was like, fuck it. You know, the glass hits. Let's go crazy. Yeah. That's just, when you're, when you're on top, you can do no wrong. That's right. And that is not innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> in your endo. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in there? <laughs> uh, let's let's move it on to Mean Gene, who again plugs the fucking hotline. I'm sick of it now. We, every other week, it seems he's got like to make his he's got to make his money in it as well. His Gene's yeah. been making money off this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a Halloween Havoc ad then, as well. Yeah, he, they plug the uh, they plug Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc, which is Randy Savage in Slim Jim gear. But Randy Savage also says, rest in peace. The Undertaker's line. You notice that? I did. Like, again, like it's, maybe it's just a Halloween thing. Maybe it's not so much as a slight on The Undertaker. I don't think it would well, be. Because 
Taker hasn't caused any problems with WCW. Like, well, Tyson not, Fury, not mean Mark. No, well, Tyson Fury said it, didn't he? This weekend before the fight, he's he's there. He's like the Undertaker. I've got your hat on you. That is, I'm gonna make oh, him yeah. rest in peace. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Shout out to um, Tyson Fury for knocking out Deontay Wilder for a second time. Like that was. It was uh, a great fight, man. It was a oh, good. Yeah, it was fight. a hell of a fight. I uh, I set my alarm. I got up at five in the morning to watch that. Fucking there was. I mean, we could talk boxing off the thing, but do you think that was a, a really fucking but, slow count as well for Tyson? Oh, I'm not worried about slow counts. I mean, there's always going to be conspiracies from that side. Um, what I will say is that, you know, shout out to Big E as well for doing the uh, doing the entrances for both both fighters here. Uh, Big E's making moves. WWE champion at the minute. He's going mainstream. He's doing all sorts of mad shit. Like, good for yeah, him. Yeah, man. Um, He's got a TikTok misses as well, apparently. Oh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> that. They have got a film on or an interactive game on Netflix, Escape the Undertaker. I tried it out. It's a bit weird, but fuck it. It's fun. I, yeah, I was going to, man. I didn't. I, I, I've not done it yet, but I did. Yeah, I did see you. You pointed that out to me a few weeks back. Yeah, it's a, it's a good laugh. We had a, I had a good few minutes looking at that. It's, it's not long. It's only like half an hour. But with all the sort of interactive bits, you can play again and watch again and do pick the other things. So, was well, it the new day as well, isn't it? On yeah, that? the new day with it. Yeah, new day and the Undertaker. So, you know, I still, I still miss fucking, you know, boom, 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 man. I still, nah, that's no, nah, I'm not having that. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah bollocks, it's, I fucking miss day. it when, 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 day. when that, when, when his theme tune dropped, yeah, the crowd would pop, dude. Like, they pop now. Yeah, I know, but the pop with the boom, boom, boom. Like, don't give a shit, bro. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Shout out to shout out to you know Tyson Fury, still yeah. undefeated, still the number one uh, boxer in the world, rest heavyweight boxer in the world. I mean, yeah. What do you say? The Gypsy King does it again. Get up there, my boy. <laughs> uh, whilst we're here, shout out to uh, Boxing Social as well. I will do that because, you know, he's a boxing man. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're a good team. If you're going to go and watch, it's relevant right now. Like, they're making making paper over there with their boxing videos and their wrap-ups and all that. They do have podcasts on YouTube as well. So go and check them out if you're a boxing fan. If, if you're not, don't worry about it. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, Boxing Social, <laughs> check them out. Um, friend of the show, um, but yeah, shout out to fucking Tyson Fury, man. It was a good, good fight. Yeah, very good. And and to be honest, Deontay Wilder showed some heart, bro. Like you know, he he got beaten up. You know what I mean? But he oh, showed he got, heart, he got, man. He got battered again. But yeah, that the fourth round was his chance, and it was yeah. Yet uh, Fury down a couple of times. He should have maybe capitalized, but I mean, towards the end, he was. Donald Duck, beyond belief. Do you reckon he broke his hand or not? Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, it could have happened. You know, chances are you throw him that many punches, you might break something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're yeah. not a wrestling podcast. <laughs> we're not a boxing podcast. We're not a boxing podcast. We just want to shout out Tyson Fury, who has been in the WWE rings a couple of times. Mate, <laughs> um, I, I saw I saw a post on one of the AEW groups uh, after the fight saying... Uh, Oh, what do you reckon uh, we see Tyson Fury if we could get him into AEW? And all the AEW fans are just like, no, no, 
no, you know, it's just like, bro, he ain't going why, to fucking. Why, why, why have a legitimate world champion in your in, on your show, bro? Do you know how much <laughs> WWE paid Tyson Fury? A lot, yeah, bro. We're talking like tens of millions of pounds. Well, tens of millions. Well, it was a Saudi show, wasn't it? So maybe, bro. There's the figure of forty million being chucked about. Oh, <laughs> Bruv, again, again, it was a Saudi show. Who knows what money goes in there? Honestly, mate, like they, they said that he got forty million for that for that fight for that bout with uh, Taker. Was it Taker? No, uh, Strowman. Strowman. That's it. Yeah, yeah. there was um, yeah, forty million. Apparently, that's what I've heard. Maybe forty million dollars, uh, which would be what twenty million quid. Oh no, no, way more than that. You're looking at thirty plus. But well, thirty million odd. Yeah. But yeah, but that's what I've heard. Um, well, I mean, boxing was relevant for a minute there because Michael Buffer is here. Yeah, dude. The most well-paid uh, announcer in all of you know boxing, I'm sure. Brother, I mean, how much money has he made? He was there at the UFC as well in the beginning. The man about the man with the catchphrase. Yeah. Um, and he's also in my favorite wrestling movie, Ready to Rumble. That's your favorite wrestling movie. Yeah, I mean, what else have we got? We've got no wrestling with huh? No oh no, I was barred, yeah, I suppose. Or, you know, the real best sort of wrestling movie, The Wrestler. The Wrestler Beyond the Map documentary. Yeah, documentary not of yeah, I I Wrestling I with wrestler, Shadows. I think the wrestler is probably the one for me. I like I do enjoy the wrestler. It's a good film. But yeah. Um <laughs> it's not the same without William Regal or shouting war games i'm sorry it's just not yeah it's, a- it's only good when he does it not just you know i'm just going oh war games no i want regal going war games That's right. yeah like fuck um, well at this time uh william regal is in wcw they should um, they should have gone to do it yeah man he was there bastards they probably well, would have had to pay him double oh uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um Something that gets on my nerves every time we watch a war games. Every time I watch a war game, so I don't think we've done many war games covers just yet. No. Um, every time there's a war games, they have a coin toss. Does a babyface team ever win the fucking thing? No. Just say the heel team's going in first. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like you don't have to go through the rigmarole of a coin toss. A to... kayfabe one. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. <laughs> And they don't even put it on camera just in case they're, they and like, this is a literal thing. They didn't put it on camera because they were worried that the coin flip would go the wrong way. Yeah, but even they say, oh, they've probably got a double-sided coin. It's even the commentary team, just get a double-sided coin. Yeah. How hard is that? Getting from any fucking joke shop. Come on. <laughs> a joke shop's still a thing? I think so. Well, yeah. Every time you go to uh, like Oxford Circus or... Uh, whatever. There's always guys with the stalls selling like the magic tricks and all only that. A you know, of like away, isn't it? Huh? Only a couple of minutes away from here. It's only yeah, stone's throw, mate. You know what I mean? Near the Trocadero. It's like Cardiff. That's right. Stone's throw. Which, Ten minutes. Which could be on our agenda quite soon. Oh, bro. Yes, we could be there. <laughs> we could be there watching a WWE let's, show. Let's see if they make it official. Um. So it's main event time. It's war games. It's. NWO, WCW, NWO against the Horsemen. It's six, Buff Bagwell, Conan, Kevin Nash, as we mentioned before, against Ric Flair, the greatest US champion of this night, Mongo, Chris <laughs> Benoit, and uh, Kurt Hedding. 
So again, like it's, it just it doesn't feel main eventy. No, it I, like I I like I say I I didn't enjoy this. I mean, it was all right, but yeah. it it didn't have that. What what can I say? It, it kind of felt like it was just chucked together. It wasn't. I mean, fucking Walkman's wearing jeans in this. Yeah, right. smart casual at least, bro. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm not saying we're a tuxedo to the yeah. Moment, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wearing denim, fucking jeans. Could have boy boys owned it or whatever. Double denim, no bewitched. I thought that was the Canadian tuxedo. That was it. <laughs> Double <laughs> denim. I'm sure someone said that about Brett. He's in a Canadian tuxedo and he's wearing like all denim. He's like, I mean, he in looks front, pretty, He looks badass in front. He looks badass. That's in front yeah. of that. In front that you can buy a suit with that print all over it. Yeah. Amazing. So Buff and Benoit start, and poor old Bagwell has got a bump big. He is throwing himself into the cage. And Bagwell, Bagwell bumps big. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's he's like he is launching himself into yeah, the Yeah, he's doing well. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Um, and yeah, like it's about a three-minute ass kicking of, of this five-minute period. You'll never guess who won the coin toss. It was only no. the heel team that were jumping around like goons because yeah. it was a, probably wasn't even a coin toss. It was probably like, oh, we, you know, who's got the shortest bit of grass in their hand or something Is like that, that. You know, some shit like that. Short straws. <laughs> Might as well play some dice. I'll roll the highest number. Yes. Anything, anything but that. But yeah. Um, NWO win the coin toss. Conan comes in. Benoit fights him off for a for a hot minute. Um, again, this is another match that it doesn't get going until everyone's in. Like it just, literally, you cannot win the match until everybody's in. So, it's for me these matches are they're too predictable. They try to, you know, they they try to have it sometimes where you've got the guy who's on his own has a nice little comeback against the two yeah. or the two have the comeback against the three or whatever, mm. but it's just like, so you just, this was horribly predictable. Yeah. You just, what you like, right, come on, let's just fucking get to where we're getting, which is the last ones are coming in and then it's free four versus three. And you know, because Henning, because we're, we're, we're forgetting Henning never turned up with Benoit, Mongo and Flair. No. So it was only ever four versus three, and everyone's like, "Well, where's Henning?" Because he was laid out or Doesn't whatever. Look right, does it? No, there was only three. <laughs> so you know, where's Henning? Basically. Now, I will I will say this about Mongo: his his bit in this match, his cameo here, if you will, for two minutes. Mongo looks like a star. Oh, he's good. No, he he, he cleans do... house like an absolute fucking player. He's doing good. He's doing good. You know, the, the chop blocks and all that, it all looks good. And that can be probably down to Conan and Bagwell selling for him too. But Mongo, again, long matches were never Mongo's best thing. Like short bursts of cleaning house. And even Flair said, you know, this guy on his, you know, on his, what is it, on his leisure days, where's the Super Bowl ring? Like, yeah. you know, he's a, the guy's a, he's an athlete. He's a winner. Like, he just looks... Looks the part. Yeah. And he does. He cleans house. 
it looks like Benoit is having a little too much fun chopping Buff Bagwell. Yeah, he's fucking laying him on thick, isn't he? Yeah, it looks like he is having the absolute time of his life chopping Bagwell's chest. <laughs> the poor fucker. Legit. Not not as bad as that guy in the uh, Royal Rumble. Oh, the, Daniel uh, Puder, yeah. Daniel Puder. Was that 2005, isn't it? Yeah, Benoit, I, Guerrero, and... I bought Duffin, that on DVD. Duffin's resident bully, Hardcore Holly. I, I bought that on DVD recently in CEX. Shout out to CEX, bro. It was like four quid for um, Royal Rumble 2005. I saw it. I was like, ooh, that's that Daniel Puda one. Like, Because shit like that, they will take off the network, bro. Like... You know, or they, you know, no, or they, they might do, you know, because you never know how the world's going. And I will always say, people, oh, let's, let's be honest, this is this is casual hazing bullying. Yeah, point, yeah, that rumble so, 2005. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's so, a good rumble as well. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, it was a good, it was a good. So buy your DVDs, guys, buy your VHSs, man. Fucking stock up on your hard copies because it's all well and good having the network, and we've got the network and we watch it and whatever. But if one day, you know, the network isn't there, you, you're fucked, mate, because yeah. literally WWE owns everything. Everything, everything. Well, they own... We'll have to chip in and buy it then if there's a problem. Bro, they fucking own the lot, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Six, Sean Walkman, Kid, X-Pac, whatever. You know, there's quite a few names there, isn't there? Um, Almost beefcake style. I was going to say he's <laughs> Ed Leslie. He's getting there. Um, he comes in, and before he can even, you know, take a breath in there, he's getting chopped up by Benoit. He gets thrown on the ceiling. Uh, yes, he does. Mongo launches him into orbit. Yeah, <laughs> he hits the ceiling and comes crashing down. And it's good. It's a really cool spot. I'll give you. Yes, yeah, lovely really man. Cool. Look good. And the fans are into it. The fans. It is Horseman Country. We did mention that at the beginning of the show. Um, Kurt Henning does arrive. In a sling. In a sling, of all things. Um, yeah, he gets his ass kicked, apparently, by a knock on the door. And that has broken his arm. Yeah. I mean, whoever yeah. wrote this, designed it, needed a good, sharp slap. Let's be honest. I mean, there could have been a bit more footage of him being beaten up and then, like, slamming his arm in a door. But the thing is, the whole point of it... Well, I mean, we'll see in the end of the, the, why we didn't see him yeah. getting beaten up. Um, yeah, Henning tries to get in before Ric Flair. Ric Flair says no. Flair goes in. The horsemen are dominating here at this point. They have completely taken over the match. Yeah. Again, you can't win. So, what's the point? You might as well sit on each side of the cage until it's time to actually go for it. The big angry man comes in next, Kevin Nash. He's trying to look menacing. I don't feel it when he tries to look angry and menacing. It's like, you're still, you don't look that bad, man. Like, <laughs> like the, the visuals and all that, the facial sort of expressions, it just doesn't work. I don't know why. It just makes me laugh. It's like, He's not conveying that he's a he's a badass or he's a he's a killer as such. He's just oh, it's Diesel. He's Diesel, yeah. yeah. Big, he's a big guy. 
yeah, he's just he's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah. Um, fans are chanting for Sting, not in the match. Um, Ric Flair gives up all hope and starts whacking people in the beans. Um, that's just two nut shots. Yeah. yeah, couple of shots to the meat and veg. Yeah. Uh, and then Kurt Henning does come in because the two minutes are up and Kurt Henning comes in, takes the sling off, fans are cheering, he starts waving these handcuffs around. And again, it's just so rushed. He just goes and whacks Mongo. Yeah. Turned heel, it's done. Um, <laughs> I just, were they running out of time? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know, but when, you, when you've got someone like Kurt Henning turning heel and joining the NWO, do you know what I would have thought? He was wearing a Four Horsemen T-shirt. I think he should have had an NWO one underneath and just fucking yeah, ripped I, it off. I was wondering if he was going to do it, and he didn't. He just ripped off the, ripped the Horseman shirt up in front yeah. of the camera. Yeah. Um, they do, the NWO do get the upper hand because it's now essentially five on three. Uh, Mongo and Benoit are cuffed to the cage. They are told to surrender by NWO, by Nash and by Bagwell. Benoit just keeps spitting in their faces, which yeah. is fucking disgusting. It is gross, yeah, especially in these times now, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, war games, but with masks on. Yeah, that's right. Don't spit <laughs> in my allowed, mouth, not please. Allowed, not allowed on the cage, in the cage unless you've got your uh, corona mask. That's right. Imagine, Social though, distancing. You imagine, yeah, they, they get to the ring, they're about to go and they go, you've been vaccinated, man. <laughs> yeah, Ben. What like Mongo? I can't even remember what Mongo said. Now he just. It, it, uh, but Benoit says, "Eat me, bite me, yeah, he bite me." Um, yeah, uh, Mongo says, "No, yeah, <laughs> no." <laughs> Took him a while to learn that line. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> but again, like it, it's it's a bold choice to not give up when. Your teammate is now five on one. Um, so they they go they go dark. They decide that oh fuck it, we'll slam his head in the cage then. Yeah. You lot quit, or I'm gonna slam his head in like into this cage or slam the door on his head. Yeah. Um Mongo quits and then the NWO do it anyway. Does Mongo quit? I think it's Mongo, yeah. I think he says or something like. Yeah, that's it. Or I don't. Know. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Um, oh, they say yeah. Uh, if you if you don't give up, what you go? Yeah, all right. Stop, stop it, stop it. Make Let's it stop. stop. Or yeah. Let's stop it. Yeah. So it doesn't do it, say do it anyway. Yeah. They slam the cage door on Ric Flair's head. The commentary team, for good or bad, take a somber tone and start acting like Flair's career is over and he's dead, which is. Poor taste, maybe. It's, I mean, it's I know you're selling it. I know you're selling it, and like yeah. I, said, I said already, that WCW could like really do no wrong at this point with some of their shit. But this was a pretty weak angle. It was, you know, they're trying to sell that Flair's done after this, and let's face it, he was wrestling in two thousand and eight. Um, <laughs> yeah, NWO get the win, I guess. You know, and they before before you can do anything, they're rolling the credits. I was going to say the credits roll really quickly. It it really does end. Maybe it was, it did go over, you know, or whatever. They said, look, you've got to go home now. Yeah, possibly that 
they were running out of time because the credits do come. There's no celebration for the NWO. You don't see any of that. You don't see the rubbish usually getting thrown at the ring. It's just, no, fuck it, we're finished. Out. Yeah, it literally was. It was well, really abrupt. Maybe the Burger King shut in like half hour. Yeah, maybe the Waffle House or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that was it. That's that's full brawl. That's 97. That's, you know, an okay show, which had some bad. great matches yeah. and some weird matches. Some shit, really. Oh, it's some fucking dead. Some dog shit for sure. But that's, you know, that's how it works most of the time in some of these dressing shows. You get some gold and not every match is going to be brilliant. No. And it's not always going to have a good finish and it's not always going to have great story to it and this one this main event didn't and i'm not advocating that they should have put you know alex right not my dragon in the main event that would be foolish but you know this match just did not go over i mean again you're beating the horsemen in in their strongholds it was i know they were trying to break down the horsemen to build them up but stuff got in the way but there's a way to do it and that's not it it was it was fragmented. It was bitty. It was rushed. It was, yeah. It it wasn't as it could have been. Yeah. And there, and that's it. Like unless uh, unless Chris has got something to add to this show, this wonderful full brawl. Yeah, I mean we'll, it, we'll it put was. It in the book. Yeah, I mean it weren't it weren't a bad show. It was you know pretty much it was it was a good show. But like you say, sometimes you're gonna get pockets of crapola in it, you know. And this one just so happened to be um, the main event or whatever wasn't really amazing. But you know it was a it was a war games. You got two rings under a massive fucking cage. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Chris selling war games, you know, to everyone there. That's it. That that's the pitch. You know, um, two rings under cage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. And we, you know, let us know what you think if you decided to watch it, or if you just took our word for it. I mean, it's a bold choice. Yeah, so, so don't do that. <laughs> don't take our word for it. Watch Check the it show. Out. Yeah, you know, if you've got time, watch the show. You know, if you're fan of wrestling, sometimes I, I don't. I mean, I, I, I speak for. I mean, I we watch a lot of old wrestling, but I don't know how much old wrestling many new wrestling fans watch. Probably not a lot. You know, so much wrestling on TV now. So it's, you know, and there's so many companies and, you know, indie stuff and all that, like, like people don't have the time. So we're, doing, time. we're doing everyone a favor. Yeah. But make time for yeah. watch fucking full brawl, I mean, we don't know what we're going to do next, do we? It's probably oh, going to be. Of a... Why would we? It, that would mean forward planning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we fly by the seat sometimes. You know, if someone says they want to talk to us, we'll talk to them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, you know, we, we have we, random plans of stuff sometimes. But I mean, we've spoke about some Valentine's Day massacre in your house. Could sounds, do that. Sounds like a hell of a fucking plan. Because we've done the first in your house, and that was the last one. Although. Yes, we could. I think we can sneak in a, a WWF show before we get to Halloween. Yeah. Because Halloween is pretty much speaks for itself. Yeah, we, we've got to do a havoc. You know what I mean? Put a mask on and see what happens. What OJ Simpson said, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, shit, son. Let's put gloves on and see what happens. Yeah, that's right. 
No, if the glove don't fit, you got to acquit, though. Oh, yeah, so. there you go. Um, we're not at all advocating that that's how you get away with stuff. Um, <laughs> I swear he wrote a book that said, what if I had done it? I swear he wrote a book. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, no, Cat Williams. Cat, I'm a, a huge Cat Williams fan. Yeah. And he's got a bit where he says... Uh, and he goes, yeah. And then he came out and wrote a book that said that was called What If I Had Done It? And he's like, motherfucker, what if you shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, for, I don't know how we got to OJ Simpson. We got to OJ Simpson from somewhere, yeah. But let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's think about wrapping this up. Let's, yeah, uh, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Thank you to everyone for sticking around. Thank you for listening. You know, welcome back to the reviews. I know we've had a couple of interviews, so you know the reviews do tend to move to the side for stuff like that. It's only for timing; it's nothing like that. You don't like this. We're definitely not giving up on the reviews because these uh, these minutes just flew by. Oh yeah, it, it, but you know, when when we get people get back to us and they say they've got availability, we've got to kind of make ourselves available. So that's like like Jordan saying, sometimes the reviews get pushed aside. Um, like a pair of knickers on a prom night. Um, <laughs> there it is. Uh, so there's a criticism for you. Um, thanks to the bubblepanda.com for their lovely products. Get on that, the bubblepanda.com. Uh, get their boxes sent to you. Zenpop.jp. Click our link in the description. Use our promo code of grapple to get five bucks off. That's worldwide, um, baby. Worldwide. worldwide. Um, absolutely right. Worldwide. Don't forget to slap the bells, like, comment, subscribe, do what you want. Like, you know, that's cool. Do it. We've got, we're, we're, we're going to, we, we have got Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops podcast on tour coming to your screens very soon. That's right. Um, we are going to be going to a wrestling show. We don't know who's on the show. Um, Maybe we might get a little mystery guest on the show. Sometimes in the UK, they do end up bringing some guys over. Um, you never know. We're going to try and get some interviews. We're going to try and get backstage. Um, we do have some links in the wrestling business. Um, and we will be going to shows, hopefully, with um, our Mr. Miyogi, a.k.a. Sunset Skip Oh, um, on that. He could smuggle us into the dressing room. Um, man, the man with the plan. The man with the plan, baby. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're doing we're doing bits and bobs, bro. We got like say we're going to do another review. Probably going to be a WWF show. Maybe it's going to be Valentine's Day Massacre. We don't know. We've literally just thought about that right on the spot now. Yeah. Um, you know, we're just having fun with it. And if another interview comes up, we're going to do that because we're still talking to people. Um, we've got some stuff in the pipeline that we're just waiting on, some bits and bobs, but that's how it goes. So I don't know, Jordan, you got anything else to, to chat about? No, let's uh, let's say thank you. We, you know, for anyone that loves to listen to this, we hope you're all doing well, you're all being good, and you're all doing you know, doing bits. We are so thankful that you'll stick around and listen to our shit. And Let's just say for now, we're going to pop off to Tony Khan's house for a couple of lines to enjoy the rest of his birthday. <laughs> Take care, everyone. See you later. Laters. <laughs>